0: Celebrate Halloween with dressed-up donuts from Dunkin', like the spooky sweet Halloween spider donut. Trick-or-treat! Aren't you a little bit old to be trick-or-treating? Uh, no. This is, uh, it's just a really good, uh, costume. Anyway, I hear you're giving out Dunkin' spider donuts? Didn't I just see you with your kid? No, that was just, uh, my friend. Dad, is it working? Run to Dunkin' all month long for the Halloween Spider Donut and get 10 Munchkin's Donut Hole Treats for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Limited time offer. Participation may vary.
1: You can now listen to Restoration Place on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or by downloading the Spreaker app to your phone or tablet this week at restoration place when we have difficult
2: circumstances and
1: situations that face
2: us in our lives we have to trust him with our last we have to trust him with everything this is the time when he can operate in our lives this is the time where we give him the opportunity to be in total control praise god for whom all blessings flow welcome to this place of restoration
1: We welcome First Lady Darlene Bazemore with this week's message.
2: Amen, (laughs) praise God. While you're still standing, we're gonna have a word of prayer, amen. Amen. You can say it if you want, okay. Okay. Heavenly Father, in the precious name of Jesus, Lord God, we just wanna thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Father God, for your goodness and for your mercy. We thank you, Father God, for how you have blessed us, oh God, to get to this destination safely. And we pray, Father, that you would continue, oh God, to bless your people in this service. We pray, Father God, that I would decrease, Lord God, that you may increase in me all of the more. I pray, Father God, that flesh will be crucified, O God, in the mighty name of Jesus. The enemy is under our feet, and we do not give any room to the enemy on today. We pray, Father God, that you would be in complete control. Holy Spirit, have your way in this service, in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray, Father God, that you would give me clarity of speech and clarity of thought, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. O God, to be a vessel, to be used by you for your glory and for your honor, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for these things in Jesus' name. And we pray, Father God, that you'd have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Amen. We thank God for... The service thus far, and we just thank God for being able to be here, amen, to lift up and magnify the mighty and holy name of Jesus. I tell you, um, I'm just so glad to be here because, as I stated before, there was a time when I did not think that I would be able to be here, but God has blessed me beyond measure, amen. And He reminded me this morning that you are here for a reason, you're here for a purpose, amen. Each and every one of us is here for a reason. We were chosen chosen for this specific time frame to be here and to be able to be an ambassador for Christ and to be able to disseminate the message of the gospel to be able to encourage your neighbor, to be able to hold someone else up, to be able to give a kind word and to be able to help and to assist when needed to be able to fulfill our Father's will in our lives so I am just thankful hallelujah, glory to God on this morning to be able to Be here and to be able to be in this capacity. Amen. And I just thank God for our pastor and how he allows me to be able to come forward before the people. I promise I won't be before you long. I know when most people say that, they're normally like an hour long, but I promise you it won't be long. (laughs) Amen. And I'm just, Amen. Thank God. And I'm just so glad to um, see my daughter come in. Amen. Amen. And I'm thankful for her being here. Amen. Glory to God. So um, happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers. You know, I know we've said it in passing and during fellowship time, so happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers. And I was praying about, you know, what to speak about on this morning, and I, I had one thought in mind like for hours and for days and then something else came to me in that later hour and I'm like okay are you sure you want it to be that and so we had to switch gears a little bit but um, I'm just thankful for the word of God and what he has uh, for his people on today I'm excited about it we're going to be coming from a familiar passage of scripture and that is in first kings the 17th chapter and we're going to be reading the 8th through the 16th verses. So that's 1 Kings 17, 8 through 16. And it says, And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the woman, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake but a an, but an handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in the cruse. And behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die and elijah said unto her fear not go and do as thou hast said but make me thereof a little cake first and bring it unto me and after make me thee make for thee and thy son for thus saith the lord god of israel the barrel of meal shall not waste neither shall the cruse of oil fail until the day that the lord sendeth rain upon the earth and she went And did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the crews of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. So we thank God for the reading of his word. Um, The 17th chapter in 1 Kings references the kings of the northern kingdom of Israel. And these kings were not faithful. They were wicked and were leading the people in worshiping heathen gods. During this time, there were a few priests from the tribe of Levi, and the priests appointed by Israel's kings were corrupt and effective and ineffective excuse me without having a good king or priest to bring forth the word of god to the people god utilizes prophets to speak to the people and to rescue them from spiritual and moral decline the people that worshiped baal believed that he was the god of rain and exceeding harvest he went Although this was their belief, because of their rebellion, God sent a message to them through Elijah. He went to King Ahab there, and he told King Ahab that there would be no rain for several years. Ahab, being a Baal worshiper, didn't believe that this could even be possible, but in spite of his disbelief, there came a time when the brook dried up and it stayed in that state. In verse 7, it says, because of a lack of rain. When rebellion and heresy were at a high in Israel, God responded not only in words, but he also responded in action. The Lord tells Elijah to go to Zarephath to dwell there, and he commanded a widow woman there to sustain him. So he did as God commanded, and as he arrives to the gate of the city, as we read, the widow woman was there gathering sticks. He calls out to her and asks her to bring him some water, and then he asks her to bring him a morsel of bread. When the widow met Elijah, her thinking was that she was preparing her last meal. She responds to Elijah by saying in verse 12, and she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake. But a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little cruise, a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. Think about this woman's state of mind at this time. She had lost her husband, there was a famine in the land, and she had to care for her son. She was down to her last and thinking that this was just it, this is all that I have. She couldn't see where or how more could even be provided to her. She just figured that they would just eat this little bit of meal that was left and then prepare to die. When situations look desperate, we can't see how the situation would or could change what we do what would we do in a situation such as this when it seems like you continue to go through the same cycles over and over and over again when you feel like you're going through the storm of circumstances when things look bleak what do you do do you give up on everything that has been promised you or everything that god has said and just die when faced with difficult situations, we sometimes forget that it is God that has cared for us and that has carried us through our past circumstances. And the same God that carried you through your past circumstances will be the same God that will see you through your circumstances now. It's easy to throw up your hands in despair and to roll over and and just die when you die or when you give up you die to your dreams you die to your goals in life you die to god's purpose and you just give up entirely but what we have to do is we have to hold on and we have to stand firm and flat-footed in what god is saying and we have to hold on and trust god to see us through to the outcome we can't give up but we must fight We can't give up, but we must hold on. We have to hold on to the word of God deep down on the inside of us, knowing that what he said he is able to perform and it shall come to pass. In trusting God, we must know and remember that he is God and that he is the one that cares for us. When Jesus is Lord over your life, and when the burdens feel heavy, He is the one that is going to carry you. In Psalm 55 and 22, it states, Cast all your care upon Him. In the Amplified Version, it says, Cast your burden on the Lord, release it, in parentheses, and He will sustain and uphold you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken and in parentheses it says he will never allow the righteous to be shaken in meaning that he won't allow them to slip he won't allow them to fall and he won't allow them to fail God has got your back but we have to trust him and it's during these difficult times that God wants us to trust him with our last this widow woman had to trust what Elijah was saying she had to trust in him with her last with all that she had and we have to do the same thing we have to be when we have difficult circumstances and situations that face us in our lives we have to trust him with our last we have to trust him with everything you know it was during our prayer conference call on friday when minister nikki reminded us that we have to remember who he is we can't look at who we are but we have to remember who he is. And in our times of wilderness, he is always there to provide for us and to sustain us. We must remember that he is a miracle working God. There are times when we're going through difficult circumstances where God will remind you of who you are in him, but we have to overall remember who he is. He is our Abba Father. He is our Daddy. He is our all in all. And when we surrender everything totally to him, then we allow him the opportunity to work in our lives. In verse 13, Elijah responds to her by telling her to fear not, to go and to do as she said she was going to do. But the only difference is is that he told her to make his cake first. Make his cake first and bring it to him, and then make another one for her and her son. It is it was in compassion to the low estate of this woman that God sent the prophet to her, not to beg of her, not but to rather board with her. Her state of mind was brought to her condition, and she complained not of the hardship that she was brought to. She didn't express that she may be that she may have been upset with the withholding of rain, but rather accommodated herself to it as well as she could she was charitable, she was generous, she did not excuse on account of her weakness through famine or the urgency of her own affairs. She did not tell him that she had something else to do rather than attending to his needs and fetching him the water and making him cake, but left off gathering the sticks for herself and left off gathering what, his, what was his desire for her to do. He tells her that the Lord God of Israel has said that the barrel of meal would not waste and the cruse of oil will not fail yes, yes. up to the day that the Lord sends rain upon the earth. In verse 15, she did as Elijah stated and God provided according to his word that was spoken through this prophet. The simple act of faith produced a miracle. She trusted Elijah and she gave all that she had to him. She didn't withhold anything, but she gave all that she had to him. And it was this type of faith that is between promise assurance. It is this type of faith that puts you right in between the promise that God said that you would have, the things that he desires for you to have, and through the confidence in knowing that he's able to perform it. So it is this type of faith that we want to exemplify. It began with her act of obedience. Because of her obedience, the Bible says that they did eat many days. The meal and the oil were multiplied, not because of her hoarding, but because of her giving. The widowed woman only had a little left, but God blesses the little that we have. He blesses it in such a great way, and it goes even beyond your expectation. I remember there are times when I would go to the grocery store. And I may have 10 or twenty dollars. And I say, okay guy. I need this to stretch all week (laughs) until I get paid and God will give you just what to buy he'll give you just how to do it and it and then you'll even have extra left over you know you're standing there and the lady at the cash register she's giving you back change you know so this is the way that God works you know this is the same way he works you know he'll take that little that you have he'll stretch it he'll multiply it and then you'll have fragments even left over glory to God hallelujah thank you Lord Jesus when we when we must trust God in everything and when it comes to our last we have to trust him even in that when you give God your all he multiplies the rest In Psalms 37 and 19 it says it is promised to those that trust in God that they shall not be ashamed in the evil time, but in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. So when others are without, God is still satisfying, God is still providing, He is still giving, He is still extending to us and giving us extra and overflow. In Ephesians 3 and 20 it states, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all that we could ask or think. This is the kind of God that we serve. He is the God of an exceeding. Exceeding, hallelujah, promise, an abundant promise. Glory to God. We can't even think or ask all of the things that God would provide for us. I remember Jesse Duplantis said he was, I think he went to heaven and he was looking into this room, if I'm not mistaken, right? He was looking into this room and this room had all of these different little boxes in it right it was full to capacity and then it had one little box over to the corner and Jesse asked the Lord well what is that over there and so he said well that's all that you asked for he said you could have had all of the abundance over here but you only asked for that so he goes beyond what you could even think or ask for so we have to be able to know that he is the God of more than a and we must put our trust in him. When we give him our all, we're giving him everything. We're giving him complete surrenderance. When you totally surrender to the Lord, you're allowing him to have complete control. You're not holding back anything, but you're giving him everything. And when you do this, you give him your mind, you give him your body, you give him your heart, you give him your soul. You don't put anything before him, but he is your number one priority. It is him that is going to see you through and as you give him everything, he will sustain you. Even in the fragments, I look back at um, in Mark, in the sixth chapter of Mark, where the disciples and Jesus had fed the multitude of thousands. And, you know, they had two fish and five loaves of bread. And in verse 41 of Mark 6, it says, And when they had taken the five loaves and the two fishes, he looked up to heaven, and he looked I'm sorry. He looked up to heaven and blessed, and broke the loaves and gave them to the, his disciples to set before them, and the two fishes divided he among them, and they all and they did all eat yeah. and were filled, and they took up twelve baskets full of the fragments mm-hmm. and of the fishes. Twelve baskets of fragments and the fishes. This was a miraculous. Uh, uh, Event within itself, where Christ could take two fish and five loaves of bread and feed five thousand, a multitude of five thousand of what they've accounted for here in the Bible. When you look at the fragments, he still had twelve baskets of fragments. And when you think about it, the fragments are the things that are left over. So here, this widow woman, she had a little bit of meal and a little bit of oil in her cruise. So she gave. Elijah all that she had with us we may have just a little bit left we may have just a little bit of energy a little bit of strength a little bit of hope a little bit we may have that very little but but if we give that little bit to the Lord he can multiply it and he can strengthen us to the overflow he will provide for us to the overflow it's the fragments of a meal it's the fragments those leftovers the things that people don't want that little bitty itty bitty crust of the coconut custard pie that pastor had on yesterday it's that fragment those little pieces that he didn't want anymore and yet when I tasted it and when I ate the fragments I was satisfied so it's the fragments of the things that are left over that we God. It's those broken pieces, those pieces that are broken up, that you you can do anything with that other people don't think that you can do anything with it's the hurt and the brokenness that you have suffered through it's the pain and the trial and the tribulation that you have suffered through those broken pieces God can take those broken pieces and he can put them together and mend them together because we he is the potter and we are the clay and he can mold us and shape us with that leftover part of us and he can make us whole have you ever had leftovers you have a little bit of this and you have a little bit of that and you're eating a little bit of this and a little bit of that and you said to yourself my god those leftovers were good because they had the seasoning in them they had the savor in them it's the leftover pieces that others are throwing away that god is saying you know what Uh, uh." I'm going to pick up that pain and I'm going to use that for her testimony to be able to help someone else. I'm going to pick up the tribulation that they suffered. I'm going to pick up the suffering that took place in their life. I'm going to pick up those down times when she cried through the night and I'm going to use that and put it together to be able to be a testimony to someone else. To bring that Hallelujah. We're not here for ourselves, but we're here to be able to be an example, to be a witness, to help somebody else. It's those broken pieces that God is taking and he's mending them together and he's making use of them and he's making you whole and he's establishing you. He's establishing character in you. He's establishing strength in you. He's establishing his purpose in you and he is taking you to the next level. So yeah. don't despise the fragments. Yeah. Don't yeah. despise those broken pieces. Don't despise those times when you've hurt so bad that you didn't think that you could go any farther. Yeah. But trust God and yeah. stand on his word. Yeah. Know that he's working it out for your good. Yeah. Know that he's working it out so that you could be a witness for somebody yeah. Yeah. else. It's in the fragments. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name God hallelujah Hallelujah. thank you Jesus when we think that we're done when we think it's all over with God gives us hope this is the time when we think that we're done and, and and everything is done in our lives this is the time when God wants us to just totally surrender to him this is the time when he can operate in our lives this is the time where we give him the opportunity to be in total control Have you ever thought that maybe you were in control of a situation and you're wondering why this situation isn't changing and you're wondering why you keep going through this thing over and over again and you're like a hamster in a wheel and the wheel just keeps going and going but you never go to the next level and you say to yourself, oh, well, God, I don't know what else to do. Well, when you don't know what else to do, what you should do is turn it over to him he is the one that takes it from there he's sitting back and he's probably like well finally finally she gets it finally she's allowing me to have the opportunity to lead her to allow the Holy Spirit within her to speak to her now her ears are open now the scales are taken off of her eyes now she can see and give revelatory knowledge of my word that I've been trying to pour into her all along now is the time Hallelujah. that I can help That's and good. multiply her works. Glory to God.
3: Hallelujah.
2: In Psalm 71 and 5 it states for you are my hope O Lord God. You are my trust and the source of my confidence from my youth. It is God that we should be trusting in. He is our hope. When we feel like we have no hope, he is hope.
3: Yes, yes. When we
2: feel like we're done, we're not done. Because we're still here. We still have purpose that is in our lives that has to be made manifest. For, we, for people are waiting for you. People are waiting for your testimony. People are waiting for you to be able to come to them and to give them a word of hope and truth of the gospel. When we allow God to use the fragments, when we allow God to just take complete control of our lives, that is when we can move forward. That is when we can go to the next level. Because if we try to do it all ourselves, it's not gonna happen. We have to trust in him. And as this woman, this widow woman, she had lost it all. She she just had that little bit left. But with that little bit, it was able to multiply. God multiplied it until the day of rain came again. It makes me think about the woman with the of blood, how she had given her all. For 12 years she was sick, but she she had gone to the doctor. She had spent all of her money. She had done everything she knew to do, but she heard about a man coming through her town, coming through the city and she knew that if she could get to Jesus, regardless of what the laws were, regardless of what she had to do, she had to push her way through the crowd and get to him. And she knew that her healing was in him. I think about times when I may be even at home and you know you're using something and you're at the very end, whether it's lotion or makeup or concealer or whatever, and you're you're at the very end and you keep squeezing that bottle and keep squeezing that bottle because you know that you can see that there's something that's left in there and you keep squeezing it and squeezing it and you're standing and you're almost getting frustrated. Well, this is how we are. This is how we are with the things that we're waiting for from God. This is how we are with different situations in our life. It's like having that little plastic lip gloss that you're just trying to keep squeezing and squeezing. But see that's the thing you keep squeezing it because you know that something's there. So you have to keep pushing and you have to keep pushing and you have to keep pushing in the spirit realm because you know that there's a purpose for your life. You know that there's purpose within you. You know that there's something that God has for you. You know that there's something that God wants you to do and he is trying to get it to you but you you get to a point where you're just like ready to give up but you can't. You have to keep pushing and keep pushing because there's a fragment of lip gloss left. There's a fragment of whatever that is that you're pushing left and there's a fragment that's in you that God still wants to use. So I encourage you on today to keep pushing, to keep Pushing through your circumstances. To know that God is able. To know that he will keep you. To know that the fragments are not just to have fragments and to just be brokenhearted because the word of God says that God heals the brokenhearted. In Psalm 147 and 3, he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. So on today, know that he is a healer. Know that he can use the fragmented pieces off of you. Know that he can keep you together and make you whole. Know that he is there for you, to heal you, to multiply your increase. Know that he is there to sustain you and to provide for you. Know that He has not left you nor forsake you, but that God is there through it all. Yes. Amen. 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 Praise God. We're standing to our feet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. <clears throat>
0: Celebrate Halloween with dressed-up donuts from Dunkin', like the spooky sweet Halloween spider donut. Trick or treat! Aren't you a little bit old to be trick or treating? Uh, No, this is, uh, it's just a really good uh, costume. Anyway, I hear you're giving out Dunkin' spider donuts? Didn't I just see you with your kid? No, that was just uh, my friend. Psst. Dad, is it working? Run to Dunkin' all month long for the Halloween Spider Donut and get 10 Munchkins Donut Hole Treats for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Limited time offer. Participation may
3: vary.
1: Introducing Minister Thomas Gilbert with the final word.
3: Good evening, everyone. Today, I want to direct your attention to a passage of scripture that found in Ecclesiastes 7, uh, 11 through 14. It says, Wisdom is good with an inheritance, and by it there is profit to them that see the sun. For wisdom is a defense and money is a defense, but the excellency of wisdom is that wisdom giveth life to them that have it. Consider the work of God for he who can make that for who can make that straight, which he hath made crooked on the day of prosperity, be joyful. But in the day of adversity, consider God also has set the one over against the other to the end that man should find nothing after him. This scripture teaches us that uh, though money and wisdom are present defenses, um, they are ultimately not the end of our trust. Uh, In one passage, the Bible says that there is a deceitfulness to riches, but at the same time, in this very book, later on uh, in chapter 10, it says that money answers all things. So Solomon said in the earlier chapters, also in Ecclesiastes, that Uh, increase in knowledge is to increase in sorrow. So to turn around here and say that both are defense and to take it a step further, he says wisdom gives life to them that has it would kind of mean that there's a contradiction. Uh, When you find a contradiction or what seems to be a contradiction in the Bible, it's usually what the rabbis would call a hint of something deeper or a remez. The rabbis would call it a remez or a hint of something deeper. So further examination into these verses gives us a clearer understanding um, that uh, God also gives us good times with bad times so that we don't know what the future might bring. Uh, life can throw you some curveballs here and there, and it's done so that we always pray that we always trust in the Lord. We don't know what's coming down the pipe just because you have money. Uh, doesn't necessarily mean that you have joy. Just because you have wisdom doesn't mean that you have everything figured out. Uh that's why the Bible says trust in the Lord, lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. So, uh so when when the word says it rains on the just and the unjust, it is to produce faith in even people who don't have faith. So ultimately, all of life is just about trusting God. When you read the book of Ecclesiastes, he's basically saying, um, put your trust in God. Have faith in God. Believe in God. Serve the Lord. This is the end of, of all of it. Everything else is just vanity. Life is just a waste of time without the Lord. It's It's a waste. So in everything, on this day, the word of encouragement is just trust in the Lord. He knows what he created you for. He's your creator. Do you create things? and not know the purpose of creating them, how much wiser is God? So be encouraged on this day and just trust in the Lord. God bless you. Until next time.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Restoration Place on the King James Radio Network. We hope that you have been encouraged and until next time, little prayer, little power. Lot of prayer, lot of power. No prayer, no power. Have a blessed week.
0: Celebrate Halloween with dressed up donuts from Dunkin' like the spooky sweet Halloween spider donut.
1: Trick-or-treat! Aren't you a little bit old to be trick-or-treating?
0: Uh no. This is uh it's just a really good uh costume. Anyway, I hear you're giving out Dunkin' Spider Donuts? Didn't I just see you with your kid? No, that was just uh my friend. Psst Dad, is it working? Run to Dunkin' all month long for the Halloween spider donut and get 10 Munchkin's donut hole treats for $2. America runs on Duncan. Limited time offer participation may vary. Celebrate Halloween with dressed-up donuts from Dunkin', like the spooky sweet Halloween spider donut.
1: Trick-or-treat! Aren't you a little bit old to be trick-or-treating?
0: Uh, no. This is, uh, it's just a really good, uh, costume. Anyway, I hear you're giving out Dunkin' spider donuts? Didn't I just see you with your kid? No, that was just, uh, my friend. Psst. Dad, is it working? Run to Dunkin' all month long for the Halloween Spider Donut and get 10 Munchkin's Donut Hole Treats for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Limited time offer. Participation may vary.